0: we're back and better than ever all eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on for our teams are back on for another football season as always bet online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season with the new updated site and interface even more odds props and contests bet online continues to be the number one source for everything football Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your bonus from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite uh, Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals-centric specific show, and I am one of your co-hosts. I am Javon J. Love Adams, and as always with me is the big man, the one that runs this thing. He plays professional baseball. He also played in the National Football League. His name is Ed Easy Smith. What is good, man?
2: Man, don't be giving me all that credit. You know I'm your sidekick.
0: oh man so we got a we we got a great show lined up for you want to recap the uh the week five in the nfl of course we know that the arizona cardinals they were victorious and they're 5 and 0 oh. i mean somebody might be it might be marinating for this whole season and then that crow that we eat at the end of it might taste oh so sweet but we'll see how that goes cuz there's still a lot of a lot of season left uh and so we want to recap that game uh, get some thoughts from ed on how what he thought about that 17-10 was was the was the victory uh so it, was, it wasn't high flying in terms of high scoring i should say but then looking ahead this week will it be one of those tests where the Cardinals are, are traveling to a very talented Cleveland Browns team? So they're going on the road. And so we're going to definitely recap that. And of course, give our thoughts on who we think will win. So Ed, man, I'm telling you with going into it, there, the, the, these, this three week stretch, and this is going last, you know, this, so week five, week four, five, and six were kind of the interesting, as we looked at, at the, at this part of the season, if we, if they could come out and get two out of three, then we think that that would be something great. Well, so far they got two out of three. So going two out of three wouldn't be, wouldn't be uh, anything to, to be ashamed about. But the thing is when you get your first two, then you get a little bit greedy. So we'll talk about that in a second, but 17, 10 was a score. It was one of those there. You've talked about this before uh, on our radio show uh, talked about, how some there's some stadiums that that gave you problems there are some some teams that just kind of give you problems whatever that is and so the the 49ers of course this is the division foe uh in the in the nfc uh in the nfc west the 49ers they they kept it low scoring and really and really made it a a tough go for for the arizona cardinals what were your thoughts in terms of looking back on this now five and oh arizona cardinals team well, you know, I'm, I can't say I wasn't a little disappointed, obviously, you
2: know, and, and I'm going to uh, compare this to one of our other teams out here. We caught another we caught a break, just like during the NBA season. Our sons, it seemed like every time they turn around, they were getting an, a fortunate bounce their way, meaning some of our opponents were yeah. down a star player, uh, different scenarios and things like that. You know, we took advantage of, it, and you have to be who's out there on the field. You no know, you know, respect to that, but we get a team without their starting quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, coming in here. You know, last minute injury last week, but we you know week before playing us, we get their rookie quarterback, yeah. who you know starting, uh, and you know, deer in the headlights. You're thinking we're going to sick Chandler Jones and this defense after him, and we which we did to a certain degree, but we allowed them to stay in the game or at least keep us. In the game, they were, you know, at one point, uh, and this was one of those games where you know, I had some personal things going on. I didn't get a chance to watch the entire game. I was kind of catching highlights and catching bits and pieces of it as I was taking care of some different things. But yeah. I just kept thinking, okay, at some point, the Cardinals are going to turn this on and, you know, get, you know, let's put this to rest, put this bed to rest, right? And we never did. You know, it was close all the way to the very end. I was used, you know, see the final score of 17 to 10. And a ball bounces a, a different way or two, and we might be sitting here scratching our heads, talking about how the heck did they lose that one? Now yeah. this is once again an incident where I think we have to watch. And this is we're going to, you know, we're gonna, uh, we got a really tough uh, matchup coming up with with the Browns. Obviously, we're going to see where this one goes. But the following week, we got Houston. This is going to we have to watch this kind of recipe. Is this a team that constantly plays down to their competition? And those okay. are the ones, you know. We 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 went last year at one point when we were six and three, and we were scratching heads because of some of the games they won, and then they would turn around and lose one. We we're like, how do you beat them and then lose to them? You know. So mm-hmm. for me, I'm still keeping my eyes open. It's five and zero, oh, and you know I know everybody's excited, and you know you and I we do have to eat a little crow right now because they are five and zero. Oh. I, I, and I'll say this: I wasn't on the show last week, obviously because I had to take care of the things. You. Handle our business for us uh, going on the road to beat the Rams. For me, that was the one that went, I went, man, okay. You know, because they not only went in there and beat up on the Rams, they made the Rams look like the team that was trying to figure things out. So, like I said, then we come back and we put this one together against the 49ers and you and I talk all the time, 49ers are our team, regardless of who they have out on the field, because they were damaged goods even last year that's the team that we seem to always figure out a way to beat in comparison to the Rams, you know. So right, right. I just I just kind of expected this one to be a little more, not necessarily lopsided, but I thought we would have much more control over this game, a little more, uh, I guess, offensive efficiency. And then our defense <laughs> would obviously get after them as well. Trey Lance, I thought he'd be running for his life all day. But, you know, a win's a win, and it's all good as long as you get that W in, in the category. Like I said, there's no such thing as style points in the NFL. But I do like—I would like to see more crispness when we're playing opponents like damage, like Bird. Birds that got a hurt wing, you know—that's the one. You know, you can't let that one get away, man. You got—I to – don't know if you ever seen that movie Naked and Afraid, or that, yeah. not, that, that series, you know? Yeah, I yeah. Mean, naked, it, yeah. Man, you, imagine you out there naked and afraid, right? And you see that something that's wounded, man. It's time to eat. We got to get that protein, you know. And <laughs> – I just, you know, I didn't see us getting, you know, getting that, that protein this past week. We, we let one slip away, bruh. We got the, we got, we got part of the meal, but we didn't get the whole, we didn't consume
0: the whole thing. But tell me how you had to be, I was very impressed, extremely impressed at that goal line stand that they had. I think Isaiah Simmons put in, put his head in there, literally ended up coming up with a concussion. There was a great, uh, great uh, goal line stance that prevented uh, Trey Lance from getting into the end zone, things like that. I mean, that, that kind of shows us a little bit about maybe what this defense is about. Again, we, we, there there are things that, that we could definitely look at in terms of the offense not taking advantage of what we what we looked at as maybe kind of a slightly wounded uh, San Francisco 49er team. Of course, again, we know that they were playing, the. it was the first start for Trey Lance as a, as a rookie, but the defense, did the defense impress you? I mean, giving up 10 points did... Yeah, the, yeah. The, exactly. sometimes, it, sometimes it can be, yeah, well, the 10 points the defense impressed me, or it can be the defense, yeah, they ten points, but so so. How do you feel about the defense in in the week five's game?
2: I mean, if I had to say glass half full, glass half empty, I say glass half full. Uh, anytime you can stop an NFL team and you know keep them to the ten points, it's definitely a good thing. Uh, like I said, I, I fall back on <clears throat> the fact that they did have Trey Lance out there, but still, I mean, he brings a different element. That Garoppolo doesn't, and one of the other things is because he's a rookie, we don't have a whole lot of tape on him. We were also battling the unknown, so I think they had a good game plan put together, executed it, um, you know, made some really good plays. And like you said, you mentioned the goal line stands and things of that nature. So I'm very encouraged of, of what they've done to this point so far. Uh, over the next few weeks, is going to get a little tougher, but I guess you know when I when I fall back on it. They, really, they held, they were the reason, you know, every time, every game, sometimes he said, well, you know, it seems like we're always saying, well, the offense, you know they're the ones that did this. And, and I I'm in the first game against Tennessee, defense set the tone, right? Right. And in this one, I think the defense, once again, set the tone because, and you're going to have games like this, especially as your opponents, you know, within division and you get more, uh, you know, difficult opponents, things like that. Somebody's going to have to win to support the other side. And I think it's a good sign when the offense isn't clicking on all cylinders, you can now depend on that defense to be there for you. And that's, you know, you you would hope for balance on both sides. But we all know sometimes you're going to get in those shootouts where it's going to be, you know, 45, 44. Then you're going to have those slugfests where it's 10 to 17 like we just had. And like I said, you want to be able to win all different ways in the NFL. And I think it's a good sign that the defense showed up, handled their business when the offense wasn't, A well-oiled machine, obviously, but you still come away with a victory, and that's all good. Now,
0: sometimes the – it's (laughs) – I'm a Kobe Bryant fan. So I'm a Laker fan. So, so Kobe was on my team. And so sometimes Kobe could be that stat stuffer, right? So you look at the, you you see the points at the end, but how you get there. The reason I'm mentioning, I'm not trying to say that I'm not saying that Kyler Murray is a stat stuffer, but when I look at the QB, the court, the QB rating for, for Kyler Murray, he had a 104.1, had two sacks, had a, had a touchdown, ran rushed uh, for what seven rushes, I believe for one yard. Um, really good in terms of his, it, uh, in terms of his pass percentage. Is that it? And I, I heard this on the airwaves here locally. Uh, I think I heard Dan Bickley mention it. You, you just don't, you didn't, it didn't strike you that he was playing that efficient given the fact that they only put up 17 points. Am I, am I putting too much on that or, or from what you did watch of the game, did, did he stand out to you? Or was it that he that he was almost invisible in some ways? Well, this was one of those games, Jay, where, you know, because you look at the first uh, four
2: games, four, five, four games of the season prior to this one, and, you know, Kyle looked like he was basically a video game out there, you know, and right. you know, he starts setting your expectations so high. And then you have one of these type of games where he proves that he is a mere mortal. You know, he's not <laughs> out there with a, you know, somebody's not up in the stands with a joystick or, you know, uh keep a pad, you know, the controllers making him look, you know, like he's on turbo and stuff like that.
0: It's right. just
2: one of those normal games. Every quarterback has them. Look at, think about this. Look what, what Tom Brady did a couple weeks ago, going to new England, you know, yes. Yes. These are just, these are quarterbacks or games that every quarterback's going to have throughout the season. And like I said, I think our expectations, because every week we're expecting, you know, him to rush for this many and get at least one rusting touchdown and then throw for three or four more. And that's not going to be the case. So, when he he has this first one of the year that was kind of subpar. Now, you know, it's it's funny. Everybody will start, you know, if he has a couple more of these, everybody starts jumping off the MVP wagon and stuff like that. I don't even have a wagon, uh, a horse, you know, uh, tied up to a wagon right now because it's way too early, especially with 17 games this season to start, uh, you know, promoting anybody is, you know, I love, I love every week they have this week's odds for MVP of the league. And I'm, yeah. So every week is a week-to-week thing, and I don't even get into it. You know, like I said, we'll see how he bounces back on the road here against a, a Cleveland defense that was kind of scorched a little bit out in uh, uh, Los Angeles against the Chargers. So mm-hmm. they're, they're going to be looking to, uh, you know, get, get back on track against our offense coming in there. I think Kyler was limited today with a little bit of a shoulder injury or tweak or whatever, so we'll mm-hmm. see, you know, how much he's – prepared throughout the week, at least practice-wise, my solo rust. Who knows? We'll see. But, you know, like I said, I think because he's lit it up the first few weeks he finally has one of these, and it's like, wow, what's wrong with him? No, nothing's wrong, man. It's, it's the game of football. If Tom Brady can do it, Kyler Murray can do it.
0: <laughs> so thank you for that softball right there, because as we get into the the Cleveland Browns game and we look forward to that, yeah, Kyler was a little bit nicked up. Uh, we know that Max Williams is is out for the season. Mm-hmm. It's not as if he was a very super he was he's not the largest cog in the machine but was definitely playing well over the last two or three weeks and so it was important in a lot of ways for his blocking last year around this time I was often asking you about uh Williams and his blocking and so he's not been, been able to catch a little bit so that's going to be missed but all but we know that uh the center Hunley, is going to be out at least this week that's going to be an adjustment there I want you to and then with Covid is still around. Covid is still just chilling out there on the streets. Taylor Chandler- Jones, Jones, uh, yeah. Chandler- <laughs> Jones is, is is not as likely to play, so we'll see in terms of the 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 multiple days in terms of with negative tests. So we'll see how that goes. And I think there were a couple. I think three total uh, players that have been kind of exposed to covid that that was reported today as we record this, but your your the, the injury bug no no team is going to is going to feel sorry for you because everybody is nicked up in some way i think after the i think you mentioned that after the first game or after the first series nobody's 100% and your what is how important is the relationship between the center and the and the quarterback or just the center being on that offensive line I mean you played you were you were on that line quite a bit in terms of doing your thing in terms of blocking and and, and being that uh, that Swiss army knife in your career as well but what about how important is a center or the the lack of a center for this game in terms of an experienced center such as Huntley? yeah
2: before i jump into that jay you know like you mentioned Cole that just popped into my head COVID all throughout the season is going to be like that ugly girl in the club who just won't stop chasing you around. Every time you turn around, see, you because you, you, you think you escape, right? You the nice to her just for a minute, you know, just to be cordial. And also she, cool. thinks it, she thinks, you you know, you're making a move on her. And the rest of the night, you're trying to establish and maybe post up and go see some of the hotties out there. Every time you turn around, she behind you, <laughs> tapping you on your shoulder. And then the, the, the good-looking girls look around, they're like, well, I guess she's taking for the night, you know? So she's just Messing your groove up all through the air. That's what COVID gonna be. That ugly girl chasing around the club all the dog on
0: time. Oh, as far fool. as the
2: as far as the center and the quarterback, man. And no offense, ugly girls out there. You know I love all. That. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my
0: goodness! When I said Hundley, I meant Hudson. I'm I'm yeah. Ask, uh, as
2: far as the center quarterback relationship, bro. The center is the second quarterback on the field with the quarterback. Meaning, if you notice, quarterback comes up to the line of scrimmage, both of them are pointing out things. Uh, and a lot of times your core, your center is relaying stuff to your quarterback because your, your quarterback is trying to look at covers, this, that, and the other thing. Your center is managing the line at the same time. As you're pointing out, you know, Mike is 57, Mike is this, whatever. He's relaying down the line to the offensive line, what you know, which way we're going, who has – this, if this comes or this. And a lot of times he'll be even communicating with the quarterback because the quarterback is trying to see everything. as his hat processing as well. He's right there with them. They'll make corrections up until the last second. Mm -hmm. And that is so important, bro, because everything starts right there at the center of your formation. If the center and your quarterback are not on the same page, that's when you get walkthroughs, when dudes are flying through because, hey, we were supposed to slide right, roger, roger. But he saw this. And he went, Liz, Liz, and all of a sudden you got guys going the wrong direction, turning the wrong dude free. They also are good at, you know, your center, he's watching and seeing, he's seeing who's got happy feet, who might be getting a little too close to the line, and maybe we need to, you know, slide this or maybe even get our back involved in some uh, protection as well, stuff like that. So without that relationship, and a lot of times, you you'll see a center go down and the backup dude will come in. And it's, like I said, it's total chaos because – they don't have that rep and relationship as you know your starting guy, you know, because it's right. the same thing with anything else. Your number one's gonna get all the reps, and you're hoping that your number twos are as prepared. But even with that being said, they don't have that same relationship with your quarterback. I there were you know, and I some my, my one of my best friends, Calvin Collins, uh, he was a center for us the year we went to the Super Bowl uh, with the Falcons. They, well, I played with him two years. The like I said, just to watch the communication and know what they're responsible for, because he was a guard slash center. His first year was he played mostly guard, and then he got mm-hmm. switched to center, and it was unbelievable, like I said, the difference in responsibility and relationship with his quarterback, which was Chris Chandler. And like I said, that, that people just think, when well, he just hikes the ball back and then picks up a block and block. Man, there's so much communication that goes on amongst those guys. And you got to also remember it's instant communication because things are happening – so fast and you have to process it immediately like you know because you get up there and all of a sudden they make a shift and now we got an over a under and a bubble here and this play to, to run it we got to do this and you know we got to bring this like I said it's so much stuff that has to be processed so fast and if you're not on the same page man that's when like I said total chaos
0: can uh, ensue so let's look at this game. So going into this, the Cleveland the Cleveland Browns are what three and two on the season. The uh, the Cardinals are f- of course coming in five and zero. Oh. Um, just want to kind of try to break down, give you some of the the stats here. So again, three and two, five and zero. Oh. The in terms of uh, points per game, the Cardinals are number four with thirty one point four points per game. Cleveland is sixth at twenty eight point four defensively 19 points a game that's sixth, and then 22.8 points a game which is 11th the uh, cardinals are, are on the plus side in terms of takeaway differential passing yards a game the cardinals have the edge at uh, 285 yards a game passing versus 230. Now here's what's going to be interesting and this is something that that we know that you keep on trying it until you really really prove that you can stop it. When we look at the rush yards per game, the Cardinals are are eighth at 128 yards a game. That's nothing to be ashamed of, but the Cleveland Browns are first at 187 yards per game. They have a do du- a, a two-headed monster over there when it comes to the to the running game and it's so the, defensively, the Cardinals are giving up 139 yards per game in terms of rushing, which is 28th in the league, and, the, and Cleveland is is second at 75 yards a game. I mean, it's the, the, the Cleveland Browns have to be coming out and saying, yeah, we're going we gonna to try to run it right up the middle. We're going to just keep on doing what we do and try to impose their will. You, what are your thoughts on, on how this game might play out? This is classic
2: strength against weakness right here as far as our offense their offense against our defense you talk about a two-headed monster between Chubb and Hunt man you they might and then here's the other part they have a quarterback who's not as dynamic as ours and yes. their best games are when they limit um, him to 20 to 25 passes when they can keep baker in that area and let hunt and chubb get out there and just do what they do that's when they're at their best. If we don't stop the run early and often, meaning they're not going to just give up on it after a series or two, this is going to be one of those games from the first second of the game to the last the the, 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 the last minute, 60th minute of it, they're going to be trying to establish the run. If we don't stop that, they're going to keep doing it. And then, you know, you obviously have to worry about the uh, – because Baker is a he's an he's a respectable passer, you know he's got OBJ out there um, on the uh, on the outside. Um, we'll see what they do as far as their passing game, but for me, this is a classic. If we don't stop it, they will keep doing it. Defensively, mm-hmm. they like I said they show some vulnerability uh, over there against the, the Chargers. Chargers have a totally different offense, uh, but you know, like I said, for me. If we don't establish our run on the other side, we could be basically trying to throw the ball all around the field, shorter uh, 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 play, you know, um, series and stuff like that. No long drives. Uh, We give them the ball back, and they just beat our offense, our defensive line down. Uh, Time possessing gets out of hand Uh, later in the game. Our defense is tired because they've been on the field too long. I mm-hmm. just think, you know, we have to establish that, hey, you can run the ball, we can run the ball too. It's not just all about Kyler getting back there and throwing it all over the field. We saw this last week, Jay. He uh, attempted 31 passes. we think we ran the ball in the 20s somewhere. So I would call I call that another balanced attack, you know, 27 rushes. Seven yeah, 94
0: yards, something around there, yeah. yeah.
2: But this is one of those games, don't fall in love with thinking you're going to throw the ball up and down the field or sideline to sideline because if you let – uh, Cleveland established the run, and they just continue to do it. Time of possession, our defense gets tired. We could be in a long and for a long game. So this is going to be a test. You go on the road, especially after a team loses the way they did uh, out in Los Angeles. This is not going to be an easy game. And then also you always throw in the caveat of this being one of those East Coast early starts for us. You know, going going not necessarily too all the way to the East Coast, but Ohio's close enough. So uh, right. you know, it's be an early start. And I hope they don't plan on getting started uh, West coast one one o'clock instead of East coast one (laughs) o'clock.
0: Right, right. I hear that. I hear that. So let's see. So let's go ahead and maybe take it a little bit of a step further. So let's, let's break down and see who we think is going to win this game. I'll look at this. This is one, this is one where I think given the, Given the the strength, their strength, as you you mentioned, the, the their running backs being one of their definitely one of the strengths on the team. I would look at this and say this is this will probably be where this might be where that that O has to go, and that the Cardinals will come up short in this one. I mean, maybe they want me to pick against them because every time I pick against them, they win. But I picked I picked for them a couple of times too, so they won. But yeah, but I think this one, I don't I don't think this is going to be a close one. Um, because I think what will end up happening is that – and if – by I mean close, I think 10 points – it'll be a uh, Mm. 10-point differential there. I think that some of the running games, you start to press a little bit when you get behind to see how this goes. Again, with – the, the defensive line that they have with some of the, the agitators on the defensive line for, for Cleveland, not saying that they are world beaters, but they're, they're good enough. And we know what they can do to prevent that, that running attack and maybe to, to, to keep Kyler kind of, uh, corralled in so that he doesn't make one of those little scr- scrambling just to at least pick up a first down or so. So I think this one might be about a 10 point deficit, 10 point, uh, a 10-point loss for the Arizona Cardinals, but nothing to hang their head about as they then look to try to get right against the Houston Texans. So what do you what do you think about this one?
2: Yeah, I, I you know, and I'm not picking against them because I, you know, I definitely would love to see them come back 6-0. and uh, Going on the road to Cleveland, uh, uh, the running attack of the Browns is what scares me the most because I, I keep talking about ball control and time of clock and time of possession, I should say. Uh, I do see this as a game where they're Ground control, and then if they keep uh, Baker Mayfield under control, like he ends up throwing the ball twenty to twenty-five times, they run the ball thirty to thirty-five plus times. You know, this is a game that the Browns will more than likely win, in my opinion. And I'm looking at like a twenty-seven to twenty or twenty-four to seventeen type win. Uh, and the reason I'm I have the Cardinals with a lower score mm-hmm. is because of that ball control. I think they will just ground ground it out. Early and late in the game, and we might not get as many touches uh, for as long as we might want to have them. And without the ball in Kyler's hand, like I said, there's only so much he can do if he's standing over there on the sideline. You know, so I do see the Browns winning this game. Like you said, nothing, uh, no shame in five and one. But like I said, we're—I'll be very surprised and pleasantly surprised if they do win this game, though.
0: All right, so there we go. So we will check in to see how our predictions work out. But uh, but five and zero, that is definitely it. Has the the valley uh, energized? But my interest, the litmus test to me, and before we get out of here, is that it's almost as if we, you mentioned the Phoenix Suns a little bit earlier. So the Suns won't know that they've had another successful season until they get back to the finals and then win the finals. So for the for the Arizona Cardinals once you get past that midway point of the season where they had that swoon to me to try to avoid another being six and three and you know, so let's try to see if we can be now, let's try to see if we can be eight and one, seven and two, as opposed to six and three and really set yourself up to be able to, to get into the, get into the playoffs and really get the, get, get that, get that playoff, um uh, that playoff appearance this, this season to be. Able yeah.
2: To I mean, it's a long way to go, bro. You know, with 17 this year, Uh, a lot of jockeying, and you know, there's a couple, we need to take advantage of a couple of teams in our division, meaning San Francisco and Seattle now with uh, Russell Wilson. Now we've got to take advantage of some of these uh, I guess wounded birds. So uh, it's It's one at a time, but like I said, next up
0: Cleveland, we'll see where we go from there. There you go. And so on behalf of the one and only Ed Easy Smith, I am Javon J. Love Adams, and we do this every week. So tell a friend to tell a friend about Believe in the Arizona Cardinals presented by uh, bet online so as we always say around this time uh, you can till next week be easy out there for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call click Grainger.com,
1: or just stop by Granger